I'm Chris Duke and today on Motors we're going to show you how to lift a Jeep JK and a GMC truck. Three seasons ago, when we were first starting out with this show, we wanted to do a suspension lift on our Ford F-150 project truck, but we didn't think that we had the tools or the skills to pull it off, so we just took it to a local suspension shop and let them take care of it for us. Uh, since then, we've lowered our 08 Mustang GT, and we've also lifted a 68 Jeep CJ5 in the process, learning quite a bit about suspension. Now, we get a lot of suggestions from you guys about how to do one of these suspension kits step-by-step, step, and I've always wanted to show you on a late model vehicle. Oh, well, we're both in luck today because we're going to do two vehicles. We're going to do a 3-inch suspension kit on a 2010 Jeep JK, as well as a 2-inch torsion bar kit on a three-quarter ton 2004 GMC pickup truck. Then when we're all done, we're going to top them both off with larger wheels and tires from Dick Cpec. Uh, joining me on the show today is Trent McGee from Daystar, who's going to assist with both installations. Welcome to the show, man. Hi, thanks, Chris. So what do we got here? Well, we have uh, two different kits. Like you said, we're doing a uh, 2004 Chevy truck, so those use a torsion bar type of suspension. Now, to level one of those out, uh, we have replacement torsion bar keys. These are high-quality keys that are manufactured right here in the U.S. They are forged, okay. which are uh, is much stronger than cast steel. So we're also going to be lifting the back, so we have an inch-and-a-half blocks here, and of course, uh, last but certainly not least uh, shock extensions uh, for the front. Now okay. on the Jeep, the Jeep mm -hmm. is a different type of suspension. It's coil springs with solid axles. So what we're going to do is we're going to be installing these three inch coil spring spacers. These are positioned above the factory coil springs. Now because of this lift, you're going to have to replace the shock absorbers. So we've got our uh, twin tube hydraulic scorpion shocks. These okay. are valves specifically for each application. We have some sway bar brackets for the back, a track bar bracket for the back, and then uh, bump stop extensions front and rear. Okay. Now why Paul? urethane spacers instead of the metal ones? That's a great question. We use polyurethane because it's an insulator. It absorbs noise, vibration, and harmonics. Now, with some of the other kits that you see out there, you'll have steel or aluminum. Well, you have metal-on-metal -metal contact, something that could potentially pop and groan and make noise. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you were to take apart your suspension, which we're going to do today, obviously, right. uh, you would see rubber and urethane, sometimes both in there. That stuff's there for a reason. So what we're actually doing is just building off of what the factory's already doing. Plus, you've got the factory coil springs in place, so ride quality is going to be just like it used to be. Now, I notice you have a couple different torsion keys. What's that all about? Yes, well, the Chevy uses one of eight different torsion bar keys from the factory, wow. and the indexing, which means uh, this hex in relation to this flat here, mm -hmm. varies up to 18 degrees. Well, what everybody else does is they offer just one leveling kit torsion key. Well, that only addresses about 40 to 50 percent of the trucks. So in okay. the other half of the trucks out there, you won't get all the amount of lift you're supposed to. In some cases, you won't get any lift at all. So we're the only company out there that addresses that wide range of torsion keys. And so I have two different torsion keys for the HD. Now, which one you use mm -hmm. is dictated by the color code of the factory torsion key. Right on. Now, a lot of people are familiar with the standard suspension kit. Now, a torsion bar kit's a little bit different. Why would someone want to go with one versus the other? Well, a, a torsion bar has more to do with the design of the suspension. Uh, Chevy trucks have been using torsion bars for a long, long, long time now, since uh, 1988. Okay. And so, you know, there are taller lifts out there, say four or six inch kits, but with independent front suspension, you're talking about major, major modifications, dropping, uh, replacing knuckles, dropping mm -hmm. control arms and all that other stuff. Quite a bit of work. With, yeah. yeah, quite a bit of work. But with a leveling kit, such as this here, uh, we're just replacing these keys, we're picking it up just a couple of inches, but we're staying within those factory design parameters so you don't have to change a bunch of other stuff. 
So Trent, what other kind of products do you guys make at Daystar? Well, Chris, I have lots of different products, but specific to the Jeep Wrangler JK, I have uh, dash and switch panels as well as a variety of other accessories. The upper dash panel goes just above the radio on the center stack of the dash, gives you a spot for small items, cell phones, sunglasses, GPS units, stuff like that. I also have my switch panel. Of course, this one's available in camouflage or black, just like the rest of my dash panels. But uh, it gives you a spot for up to four switches for electrical accessories, such as ARB air lockers or, or lights or what have you. Then I have my uh, Hood Wranglers. That is a heavy-duty latch upgrade for the Jeep JK. Those things have a really bad problem with hood flutter, and this just kind of tightens up the latch. Also, I have several universal-style products, such as my winch isolator here. Now, this is a polyurethane block that nests with either a roller, or I have a different one for a Haas-style Fairlead. But it kind of cleans up the winch hook installation and gives you a spot to nest that winch hook so it's not rattling against the Fairlead. You don't have to run it over to a secondary anchor. So where are you guys located? Tell us a little bit more about Daystar. Uh, we are located in Phoenix, Arizona. We've been in business since 1977. We are a family-owned and operated business. Um, everything that we manufacture comes right out of our plant in Phoenix. So have been doing it for a long time, and ho hopefully we'll continue to do so. Awesome. Well, I think you'll agree with me that there's nothing worse than a stock Jeep. So let's get this Absolutely. thing in here, jack it up, and uh, put some stuff on it, man. Let's get started. All right, let's go. Uh, tools you're going to need from the Sears Blue Tool crew for our lift on our Jeep JK include a trim removal tool, some needle nose pliers, various wrenches, ratchets and sockets, a pry bar tool, a hammer, some spring compressors, a cordless drill, and you may find it easier if you've got some air tools, and of course some gloves and some safety glasses. Now when we come back from our break, we'll get started on our Jeep. Well, Trent, we've got the front end of our Jeep jacked up. We've got some stands underneath our frame, and we've got our jack underneath our axle to support that. What all are we going to do up here? Well, basically, we're going to start by taking loose the shocks. The shocks are actually the limiter for extension travel, so we need right. to get those out of the way. We're going to take gonna the sway bars loose. Yeah, we're going to put, the, of course, the Daystar uh, Scorpion shocks. These are longer than the factory shocks, in addition to being a higher quality okay. shock. Uh, then we're going to take the uh, sway bar links loose, and that's just so we can lower the front axle far enough in order to install this coil spring spacer on top of the existing coil spring. Okay. And last but certainly not least, uh, this is our bump stop extension. Basically, we're just going to pry this bump stop out of its cup there. We're going to pop this into the cup, and then the bump stop will go right in here. Okay, cool. Let's grab some Craftsman tools and get started. Absolutely. Here. With everything disconnected, we can lower our axle so we can get the spring on out of here. Just when you're doing that, keep a close eye on these brake lines. Go ahead and let it rip, Trent. Then remove the factory bump stop. And then install the new bump stop extension. It's a little bit difficult, and a trick you can use is to take the factory bump stop, insert it into the bottom, and then use the spring perch right here press it on in. Trent, go ahead and hit that jack. Come on now. There we go. Then reinstall the factory spring. You're going to need some help pushing down on that axle to give you enough room. Then install the new cool Daystar Scorpion shocks.
Now after tightening down both the top and the bottom bolts on your shock, repeat this whole process on the other side before reconnecting everything like the end links. We just finished the passenger side, which is the exact same process that we just did on the driver's side. The only difference is we had to compress the spring using these spring compressors. Now Trent, is that something typical with this lift? You know, not always. It almost seems like it depends on the vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, it, with our inch and three quarter kit, it's a shorter lift. It okay. definitely wouldn't be necessary. But sometimes with these three inch spacers, the, the spring compressors do make things easier. Okay, well, let's go ahead and reattach our brake line bolt and our end link bolt and put our wheels and tires on. Fantastic. All right. Before you put on your new wheels and tires, make sure you remove these two retaining clips. They're put on at the factory to keep this rotor on while it's going down the assembly line. Dick CPEC provided both wheel and tire combinations for this episode, and man, do they look awesome. For our Jeep JK, we'll be installing their DC2 17x9 wheels. And since our Jeep will be doing some heavy off-roading, nothing is better than Dick Peck's Mud Country Tires. These badass looking 35s are great for on and off-road use. They feature the latest in radial tire technology, including a precision laser cut. The wheels feature a gloss black and machine finish with a tough layer of UV clear coat protection for superior durability and ease of care, even in the harshest of climates. The DC2 wheel is a strong aluminum wheel made especially for today's trucks, SUVs, and 4x4s. With the front all done, we can turn our attention to the rear of the vehicle. Now, since the front's already been jacked up on 35s, we need some additional height back here. So we have our 12,000-pound capacity ramps. Whatever you use, just make sure it's a stable surface. So Trent, what's going on back here with your products? Well. It's pretty much the same as the front, but we are going to have a couple of extra steps back here. All right. Now, we're going to uh, position the coil spring spacers on top of the factory coils, just like in the front. Okay, uh, we're also going to do the bump stop extensions, okay. correct, as get popped into place. However, I also have these brackets, which are going to space down the sway bar, right. and this track bar bracket for the rear. Now, this, this bracket will go over the factory bracket on the axle. Okay, and of course, we've got our Scorpion shock right here. Right. All right, let's get started, man. All right. Remove the two sway bar brackets with a 5-8 socket so you can lower that sway bar. Trent, why don't you go ahead and lower that axle, I'll take this spring out. You got it. Where does that rear track bar bracket go? Well, it goes right over the existing track bar bracket right here. Now, the purpose of this bracket is to correct the track bar's operating angle so that the rear axle will remain properly centered under the vehicle. So what we're going to do is we're going to place it over the original bracket like so. We're going to pin it using this original hole here. And then we need to use the bracket as a template to drill the two additional holes that we need. Now, just like we did up front, add in the bump stop extensions. Put the new spacer from Daystar in between the spring and the isolator and reinstall. Install the sway bar drop bracket with the provided hardware. Install your new Daystar Scorpion shocks using the factory hardware.
After torquing down our lug nuts and installing our new center caps, we can take it down to a local shop to get an alignment. And just remember to retorque all your lug nuts after 20 miles and all your suspension components after 100. Now when we come back from our break, we'll get to that GMC. Hi, I'm Nate with Sears Tools. Let me tell you about the Blue Tool Crew. We know tools. With over 400 national brands and over 30,000 products, we can help you find the tools you need. Shop with us at your local store, online at sears.com tools, or with the latest Sears Tools catalog. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you have any questions, give us a call at 877-4BLUE-CREW. Our GMC truck rolled into our shop today with these boring stock wheels. But thanks to Dick CPEC and a new lift from Daystar, when the truck rolls out of here, it'll be sporting these awesome 17 by 9 side biter wheels, which feature a beautiful gloss black finish. Now wrapped around them are their 285 Baja ATZ radials. These all-terrain tires give you the grip you need and provide a smooth ride to get you down the road in comfort. Now before you start, measure the height of your vehicle so that you can adjust the torsion keys later to get the exact height you want. Well Trent, we've got our 2004 GMC 2500 HD truck in the shop here. It's lifted up. Where are the springs, man? <laughs> well, actually, it's this big, thick bar here that runs from the lower control arm back to about mid-cab. It's called a torsion bar. And although it can be confusing to some people, it's actually pretty simple. It's basically a spring flattened out, and it's the twisting motion of the torsion bar that will actually control the ride quality and also the ride height. Now, how long has GM had this in their trucks and SUVs? Believe it or not, they've been using this same basic suspension since 1988. Now, the nice thing about that is that what we're going to be doing today basically applies to any of those trucks all the way back to 88. Very cool. Now, we don't have a whole lot of parts here to install, no. so what are we actually installing? Uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be installing this uh, torsion bar key. This is a replacement key and allows us to have more adjustment in the torsion bar itself. We'll get more into that when we actually get the factory parts out. Okay. The only other part we have here is the shock extension. Now this bracket basically replaces the factory bracket on the lower control arm here, raises up the shock's attachment point to compensate for the lift. But the nice thing about doing this yeah. is that we don't have to replace the shock itself. It's pretty simple installation. So what about this giant overgrown C-clamp <laughs> that we have here? What's that all this about? Is, this is a torsion bar puller tool. This allows us to control the amount of preload that's in the torsion bar itself. Now the important thing to remember here is that even though the suspension's at full extension mm -hmm. travel, there are hundreds of pounds of preload within the bar. So you need this tool in order to control the unloading of the bar. You do not want to be using like a regular C-clamp or something else. Uh, yeah. However, you can get these and usually rent them from a tool store. Okay, so you can buy, it's pretty expensive, but just about any store is gonna be able to rent that to you? That's correct, yeah, okay. usually it's a deposit type thing and then they, they uh, refund your money when you bring it back. Okay, so what are we gonna get started with? This guy here? Yep, the first step is to uh, pull out the factory torsion key. All right, let's get going. The tools you're gonna need from the Sears Blue Tool crew for our GM truck lift include a floor jack and jack stands, of course, a ratchet with an extension and various sockets, a 21 millimeter wrench, red Loctite, a torque wrench, gloves with safety glasses, various persuasion devices, and I highly recommend air tools to get the job done quite a bit faster, a tape measure, a screwdriver and diagonal cutters to get those rotor clips off, and a torsion key tool, which you can either purchase or rent. Measure the distance between the bracket and the bolt head before and after installation of the new torsion keys. Then release the tension with the torsion bar puller tool so that you can remove the adjuster bolt. 
Now once that's removed, you can back off the torsion bar, which may require a little bit of persuasion. After the torsion bar is out of the way, the factory torsion key should slide right on out. Now Trent, this is the key that we just pulled off of our GMC truck. Now mm -hmm. I noticed that you also have two different keys available. How would I know which one to get? Uh, which kit that you use is determined by the color code of the factory torsion key. Now yep. it's going to be a little paint stripe that's right along the bottom of the torsion key here. And you would be able to see it on the truck or already installed. Unfortunately, it's gone in this case. So what you'd want to do is call the dealership, give them your VIN number, and then they can determine what color code key that you use. Now, once you have that color code, you refer to our application chart and we spell out which color code key works with which kit. Now, I know that sounds like a lot of extra steps, but this is really the only way to know that you're gonna get the true two inches of lift with one of our leveling kits. Most of the other guys out there, they just have one torsion key for these HDs, and that means that in some cases, you're not gonna get all the lift you're supposed to, and in some cases, you won't even get any lift at all. Replace the stock shock mount with the new one provided by Daystar. Now the reasons why you want to do this is because you get to keep your stock shocks and it compensates for the additional height that you get from your suspension lift. Use a 21 millimeter socket and wrench to remove the lower shock bolt. Remove the two bolts from the factory bracket using a 15 millimeter socket. Install your new bracket using some red Loctite on the bolts. To install one of the bolts in that bracket, you're going to need to remove your shock, so grab a 6mm and a 15mm wrench. Well, Trent, with our front end all done, all we got to do is put our wheels and tires on. Is there anything else we need to do? Yeah, we do need to make some final ride height adjustments. Now, you always want to do that with the new tire and wheel package. So we're okay. going to get it bolted on here, and then it's just a matter of taking some measurements and adjusting the torsion keys. And the adjustments themselves are real easy. Tighten goes up and loosening comes down. All right, sounds good enough. Now, once we're done with that, anything else we need to do here? Well, if we were just leveling this truck, in other words, making the front even with the back, yeah, we'd be all done. But since we're gonna actually lift this truck two inches all the way around, we need to uh, put up some lift blocks in the back. All right, well, let's get this on here and flip it around. Very good. So Trent, what do we have to do to lift the rear of our vehicle up? Well, this really couldn't get much simpler. We just need to put these lift blocks in between the leaf springs and the axle. In order to do that, what we need to do is pop loose the original U-bolts along with the lower end of the shocks, lower the axle down enough to install the lift blocks, new U-bolts, button everything back up, and we are done. Hey, let's talk tools from the Sears Blue Tool crew. Now, you already know the common ratchets come in three different sizes. You got your half inch, your three eighths, and your quarter inch. There's good reasons for each size, whether you're working on a huge, tough bolt and you need a half inch ratchet or a smaller bolt in a tight space and your little quarter inch will do just fine. Well, today in the shop, I've got a variant of that quarter inch ratchet from Craftsman. It's a huge improvement over the traditional quarter inch ratchet. First, it features a longer handle design, which gives you even more torque. If you've ever used a breaker bar, you know that the longer the handle you have to work with, the easier things come loose. That's the idea here with the longer handle on this little guy. 
It also has a sealed head, so it'll keep dirt and other contaminants out of the ratchet mechanism, which means it'll be even more durable. And finally, it features an 84-tooth mechanism, which means it requires less than 4.5 degrees of ratcheting arc to turn the bolt. It's made in the USA and comes with a lifetime warranty. Now, for more information on this innovative new tool from the Sears Blue Tool crew, just head on over to our website and click on the parts button. Well, Trent, we lifted two completely different vehicles using two completely different lift kits, and they both turned out looking great. And the cool thing is that anybody could just do it in their two-car garage using some air tools and hand tools. Absolutely, yeah. We did use a lot of air tools today, especially on this GMC pickup, yeah. but a guy could do it with simple hand tools. Yep. Now, I do want to stress that both of these vehicles will need to be aligned once the installation's complete, but like you said, it's a very simple, very affordable way to completely transform the look of your truck. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Trent. It was a pleasure having you nope. here. And helping us out. Thank you. Now for more information on all the tools that we use from the Sears Blue Tool crew or all the products that were featured on today's episode, just head on over to our website. We'll catch you next week on Motors. <laughs> and action! Ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go Chris. I'm the only one that's not. What we used to always say is, that's just good TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. It's sweet. It's black. It's got a couple holes. It's blue. It's big. Mm -hmm. It's big. It's blue. And it's yeah, some good stuff right there. That's just good TV. Zoot! <laughs>